Welcome to Marketecture, where you can get smart fast with in-depth interviews of leading technology vendors. I'm Mike Shields, I'm here with Rob Axman. He's the co-founder and president of Brightline. Hey Rob, thanks for being here. Hello, how's it going? Good, let's get into it. The big, important, encompassing question, what does your company do? <laughs> sure. We are on a mission to improve the TV ad experience, in short. And that's never been more possible than today, now that everyone is watching TV over connected streaming devices with a significant amount of technology in them. Let's get into product. I guess if there's a core product or your suite, what do those products do? How do they work? Sure. So, you know, I mentioned that pivot that we did. And the focus of the company now is we are a connected TV technology company. We are enabling interactive dynamic or personalized, depending on who you ask, and shoppable advertising formats for the largest streamers in the country. So that includes everyone from Disney to Warner Brothers Discovery and NBC Universal are all using our technology and platform to power their enhanced advertising offerings. And that's everything from an interactive 30 with a car colorizer to more sophisticated units like ad selectors and being able to click and receive instant emails for purchasing or just personalized addressable creative as well. That whole suite of formats, which is pretty broad, is all powered by our kind of universal SDK that can be rolled out, rolled out across all apps and devices. So you mentioned you work with various big media companies, streamers. Mm -hmm. This may vary. Do, do they use your tech and sell their version of interactive ads and you're like a white label product? Are you working with them? Do you sell stuff yourself? How does that look? Yeah, so I joke that it, we're, we're gray labeled in that, yes, they are out there selling their own offerings and they're branding it and bringing it to market as you know their own branded interactive productized units to market that have their own premiums that they're applying and we're just the technology vendor powering that. Now, the reason I joke it's gray label is they're also not hiding that, right? So it's our team that is clearly involved in you know the, the setup and build process when an advertiser does decide to move forward on a campaign and advertisers, we all know they want scale, right? They want to be able to run one unit everywhere, which is critical to especially TV buyers. So they're certainly not hiding it in that context, because if we're running a specific interactive unit, that's a BMW built, you know, they, they don't want to run it just on Hulu. They want to take that unit and they want to run it on right. Peacock and Max as well. Everybody wants something special until you actually have to really implement it on 12 different places. And then you want, <laughs> you want some kind of standardization. Exactly. And that's a key learning from the old ITV days. You know, one of the reasons it never became truly scalable is DirecTV and Dish and Comcast and Cablevision, they each had these own very unique platforms that you had to develop for individually. And that just right. was not sustainable for an uh, advertiser wanting to get scale across their TV buy. Right. So what category do you compete in? Are you an interactive TV ad provider? Are you, you're not really like an SSP for this kind of thing. What, what do you, where do you put yourselves? Yeah, I, I mean, I think we're we're an ad experience enabler, and it is a little unique in that things have changed in TV, right? In the historical, and this is also another re primary reason we exist from a business perspective, which is when you look at historically web and mobile, there's rich media, there's yeah. you know rich video and things like that, and there's hundreds of companies that do that across the planet. Nothing really special there. There's standards. There's fee paid. There's you know one HTML mm -hmm. can run everywhere, and 
That doesn't work in connected TV. None of that technology that was developed and none of those technology companies' offerings work in a connected TV ecosystem for a variety of reasons. There is no standard, but we also have an extremely fragmented tech ecosystem between things like Roku that don't read or recognize HTML at all, same as Apple TV, down to JavaScript and Java devices that across the board that all have their own flavors of different web versions. You know, a browser, like there's just fundamentally major differences. Exactly. And then bring in server-side ad insertion and you've just added a whole new layer of complexity. So everything we built was exclusively for this tech ecosystem. But also from a business perspective, understanding the TV mentality and where TV comes from, that old legacy rich media where they're disintermediating, right? They're actually collecting the fees directly and disintermediating the publisher from, you know, collecting those premiums. That doesn't fly in television for a number of reasons. The TV owners, this is part of their upfronts. This is how they sell. They want a differentiated offering, but also there's a different level of quality standard, right? we've become used to and almost don't even think about it when an ad crashes a website and we just hit reload. You do that probably yeah, multiple our standards times a day. are pretty low. <laughs> <Simply>. <laughs> exactly. You hit refresh all day long because you're like uh, an ad or something loading just crashed that website. Can't do that on TV. Cannot do that in TV. If, if, uh, if an unseen interactive unit suddenly showed up in a live sporting event like the Olympics or the Super Bowl, people aren't going to blame the advertiser. They're going to cancel Hulu or cancel Peacock. So the level of integrations that we have to support this are tested extensively. I mean, edge case testing on every single device and device model at every single speed, because that just can't happen. And the the media owners can't, will, will never, they don't want a standard because that would just mean they lose control over what kind, what code is coming into their devices during that critical programming. So that's, you know, kind of a three-part answer in that that technology doesn't work in CTV, but also the TV owners that, you know, they don't want that from a business perspective, but they also don't want it from a quality perspective. They want to have a vendor that's kind of deeply integrated and that they have some control and say over. Thanks for listening. To hear the complete interview, subscribe at architecture.tv. 